If I were to ask you to paint me a picture of happiness, the average person would probably respond by saying something about, you know, just to have everything I need, I don't want any financial worry, I want to have food on the table, I want to have some good memories, some good times, shared laughs, and I want everyone to get along so that we all love each other and and everybody um, is well-liked and peaceful. Or uh, maybe someone will be a little bit more bold and blunt, and they would say, well, to be happy, I want a lot of money, I want to be popular, I want everyone to love me, and I want to have lots of good times. We all have a desire for happiness. Now, all of us have different um, preferences on how to achieve or or what happiness might look like, but in general, most of us see happiness as good times, lots of joy, um, lots of people together, and, um, and, and no worry, no suffering. Well, today, Jesus paints a picture for us of happiness, but the only problem is that what he paints doesn't seem to be very happy, it doesn't seem to be very desirable. Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor. He says, blessed are you who are hungry. By the way, blessed in Greek, it's better translated as happy. That's all it means. Happy are you who are weeping, and happy are you when people hate you. Doesn't seem very happy. And then Jesus goes on even further because we're in the Gospel of Luke, so it's Luke's version of the Beatitudes, and um, it looks a little bit different than Matthew's version. We're used to eight. But instead what Luke does, he, Jesus says, a step further, Jesus says, woe to you who are rich, woe to you who are well-fed, woe to you who are laughing, and woe to you who are well-liked. And when he says woe, he's not talking about W-O-A-H, woe. He's talking about woe, W-O-E, like judgment, like beware, which is kind of frightening because the picture of happiness that we all probably either consciously or subconsciously at least have within us is probably all the list of woes. Jesus says, woe to you who are rich. Who wants to be poor? Consider the majority of our anxiety through, I say the majority, a lot, I mean, people have different reasons for anxiety, but a big, big reason for anxiety these days, and probably for most of us, is financial stress. We're worried. No matter how much money you make, everyone's all nervous about finances. Who wants to be poor? Who wants to be hungry? Certainly not me. I hate Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, it's the worst. <laughs> Serious. My family knows it. Um, actually, last night was very interesting. Um, you may have heard the 4 o'clock Mass. I broke a record. 4 o'clock Mass yesterday was in 30 minutes because I had to get to the wrestling match in Baton Rouge. And um, so no one complained. I haven't heard any complaints. Although, unfortunately, it's not going to happen right now. Um, but what was interesting, they, oddly enough, they, they shut the concession stand down, um, like in the middle of the finals, and, and for some reason the air wasn't working well. So I noticed a very interesting social experiment was happening, because we're, by the way, Turling's one state, 
and um, go, go Rebels. And, um, and, and it was exciting because we're winning, but it was hot. Everyone's hungry. And they also, get this, ran out of water. So everyone's thirsty. There was one little stand of lemonade, $9. And anyway, the line was long. So an amazing social experiment. Everybody wants to be happy, just a little grumpy, but we're still really happy. No one wants to be hungry, y'all, nobody. Who wants to be weeping? Maybe you've, um, you've felt the burden of sadness at some point in your life, maybe even now. Maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost a loved one, maybe you are just struggling, suffering silently. No one likes to be sad. And I see this all the time in funerals, you know, um, especially for some reason, Americans, we just have a hard time expressing our real sadness at funerals. Everyone tries to hold it in. You can tell. Like, they just want to, they're sad. And nobody likes it. Everyone's uncomfortable. And who wants to be hated? Goodness. Nobody. Not even me. Um, No one wants to be persecuted, rejected, not well-liked. What? And Jesus says, happy are you. The kingdom of God is yours. Somehow Jesus connects suffering with happiness. It's a great mystery. The prophet Isaiah has a nuance in our first reading today, and he talks about trust. He says, cursed are those who trust in human beings. And he says, blessed, happy, happy are those who trust in the Lord. He kind of goes on and on about that, but it's a similar theme. And I think that what the prophet Isaiah is showing us is perhaps a key to interpreting the Beatitudes, that happiness is rooted in trust. And there's something about suffering, no matter what style of suffering it is, poverty, hunger, weeping, being persecuted, or maybe something else, whenever we suffer, there's something that puts us in a position to start thinking about God. Now, not everybody begins to like God, or not everybody actually trusts God, but, but those that have faith are now in a position to better rely upon the Lord because they're suffering. They're, they're reminded that they need the Lord and that the Lord still cares about them and trust and, and is going to provide for them. But you see, whenever life is good, Whenever everything's going well, we have no financial stress, we eat well, we have so many friends, we have great memories, good times, and really we just have nothing, nothing's hard right now, everything's good. It's sometimes hard to remember that God is still there. It's sometimes hard to actually surrender to God because life is good, we don't really need God. There's something about suffering that disposes us to rely upon the Lord. And happiness is trust. Happiness is no matter what position we find ourselves in, we turn to the Lord. And so is Jesus saying, you are never allowed to be financially stable. You are never allowed to have a good meal. Please don't laugh. If you're a comedian, forget it. And if people like you, red flag. Is Jesus saying that? But what Jesus is saying is be careful. Be careful because whenever everything's going well, 
It's easy to forget about God. To those that much is given, much is expected. And if you find yourself in a season of your life where everything is going well, praise God. Jesus is asking you to be incredibly grateful and heroically generous because it's through our gratitude and our generosity that we can actually surrender to the Lord. Because if you take that seriously, it's actually really hard to be grateful. If you're honest with yourself, you start to realize it's hard to be grateful and it's even more difficult to be generous. But that is the great gift that you get to trust in the Lord through your gratitude and your generosity. And if you find yourself suffering right now, maybe you're still stressed about your finances. Maybe, God forbid, you don't eat very well because of your impoverished situation. Maybe you're weeping, you're grieving, you're mourning, or maybe you are being rejected. Maybe there is drama in your family or your friend group. And even further, maybe people have persecuted you for your Catholic faith. Because again, if you're honest with yourself, to be consistent in your faith is actually unpopular and difficult. And if that's you, praise God. Jesus says, happy are you. Why? Because you look like Christ. Jesus was poor. Jesus was hungry. Jesus wept. And Jesus was persecuted. All four of these are expressed on the cross. The most important and perfect act of love in all of human history. Jesus says, happy are you who look like me on the cross. Yes, it's tough, but happy are you. You see, life is kind of like chess. I'm no good at chess, by the way, but uh, maybe some of you are. For those that are not familiar with chess, I know not everybody plays it. You have a bunch of pieces. You have the pawns. You have the queen, the king, the horse, I think is what it's called. Um, The knights. Anyway, you have all those pieces. And the purpose of chess is to do checkmate. You've got to get rid of the king. Well, the way chess works is you could actually lose all of your pieces, all of them, but if you keep your king, you still win. But you, in theory, could have all of your pieces. But if that, if the opponent gets your king, you're done. Checkmate. Jesus says, what profit is there to gain the whole world but to lose your soul? Life is kind of like chess, and God is the king. And all of our wealth and health and popularity, all of that's like the other pieces. And if we, for the sake of keeping the other pieces, lose the king, God forbid. We want to keep the king. G.K. Chesterton puts it this way, that Christians have... A lot of small sorrows, but one overreaching joy. Whereas non-Christians have a lot of small joys and one overreaching sorrow. Which would you prefer? It's not easy to be happy. We know this. Even people with all the wealth and popularity in the world still suffer with loneliness 
and drug addiction. It's not easy to be happy. But we want it. And Jesus paints a picture for us of what true happiness looks like. Ultimately, happiness is trust. But not trust in ourselves. A trust that requires deep faith and an intimacy with Jesus Christ. A trust in God alone. Amen. Thank you.